Blog Talk Radio.
Let's work together in love and unity in one mind and one court as the body of Christ. Because it's not about glorifying ourselves or doing things for self. It's about working together to glorify God, to build the kingdom, to share the gospel into the nations. Hallelujah. And I, even before the program kicks off tonight, getting to talk to my amazing brother, Apostle Brian, I'm, like I'm so excited, and I'm sure you can hear it, but when I've got to read this man's bio and what God has done in his life, it excites me because it's so encouraging because when you hear testimonies like this and when people have those Damascus experiences, brothers and sisters, it, it blesses me so much because we serve a God that is loving and merciful and he can do all things. And as long as there is a breath in a person, there is hope. So we should never, ever discard anyone or toss them aside or say they've done too much wrong or that they're not worthy. Because you know what? He tells us in his word in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe it should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And my brother, Apostle Brian Miranda, I just want to say tonight, it is truly an honor and a privilege to have you on to share your testimony. And I want to share about your book tonight as well. I welcome you on. And if you want to say hello to everyone and share a little bit about yourself, and we're just going to let go, let God, and let the Spirit lead us and just share about your ministry and the man of God that you are. Praise God. Thank you so much, Evangelist, for that introduction. You were right. That uh, that song, as, as you were playing that song about the warrior, I'm in my office and it just broke me, you know, before the Lord. And, and you know, I just, I'm so grateful to be here today by the grace of God. You know, I've been in the ministry uh, 19 years now. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we have been blessed, uh, me and my wife together, collectively, uh, formed Fire and Water International Ministries. Uh, we are based out of California right now. Um, but we're just so grateful for the ministry of reconciliation that he's given unto us in this hour of reformation. Um, and that's exactly what we hope to adhere to tonight in releasing what the Lord has done. Uh, again, I'm just so honored and grateful to be here. <laughs> I am so grateful to have you on. I would like to say a word of prayer then we're gonna we're gonna let go and let God and just let the people know about you and your ministry and even sit and reading your bio or your bio on the information. It's just like wow, God, what you've done in His life. But let us yeah. go before God in prayer, brothers and sisters, gracious and heavenly Father. We just come before you tonight, and first we want to glorify you. We want to honor you, yes. God, Father God. I ask your God that. If there's anything that tries to come against the airways, against the broadcast, Father God, we just right now decree in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, Father yeah. God, just pour your anointing out on this broadcast tonight, God. Lord, Father God, let us continue to go into every corner of every nation sharing the gospel, yeah. God. Lord, we love you, Father God, and we just want the world yes. to know about your goodness, your grace, and the sacrifice God. Lord, Father, God, let someone in Africa that doesn't know of you hear this broadcast be encouraged and safe, Father God. 
Lord, even in China and Japan, wherever these broadcasts go, God, Lord, let them change life. Let people come to know Jesus, dear God, for that's the purpose I do this, God. I want people to know of your love, God, of your goodness, God. And, Lord, bless my brother tonight, dear God, as he shares his testimony and his ministry, God. Lord, I already feel your anointing, and I thank you for that, God. And I just thank you for allowing me to have a ministry like this, God. But without your love and your grace and your wisdom, God, and your anointing, I would be nothing, God. So in all these things, God, I just give you glory, and I lift you up tonight, dear God. Let this broadcast reach people and life be changed. Bring hope into their lives, dear God. And may your perfect will be done in this broadcast. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. 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 Glory to God. And Wow, I'm just like reading in your bio the journey that you had. I've seen, Apostle, that you were actually a Marine. Yes. Yes. I was in the Marine Corps for a, a couple of years during the Persian Gulf War. That's right. Wow. That is such... T- to be proud of because that's not an easy task to become a Marine and uh, look God was already having you in battle that's like pretty amazing to me but yeah, I, I've seen uh, it's just so amazing how he transitioned in your life and if you want to if you want to elaborate on your journey of what your life was like before you came to know God and where you actually come to know the Lord it's just so amazing and powerful to me mm-hmm. When I read it and uh, also looking at your pictures and stuff, I've been so blessed in it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> it has been, excuse me, it's been an amazing journey. Things that um, I'd like to highlight in this interview and testifying about the goodness of God is that, like a lot of people, they um, people see where they are now. And we don't really understand the journey that people have been on. And, uh, you know, one of the Amen. things the Lord has, has given to me and my wife is being able to discern that. You never know who you're entertaining. The Bible says that, you know, we need to be careful because we could be entertaining angels um, unawares. Absolutely. And um, I have, in, 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 in different places in my life, entertained angels. On the course of my journey, you know, uh, one of the, I think one of the greatest places to relate to people is in their pain and suffering. And a lot of that came when we were younger, when our childhood growing up, you know, and, you know, much like a lot of different uh, kids growing up in the 70s, um, the 80s, I'm giving my age away now, um, that, you know, they were, you know, maybe came up a little bit harder in abusive situations or, you know, uh, felt lost and lonely. And one of the things that I believe that everyone can connect to is feeling that, that feeling that you have when you don't have the father's um, hand on your life or the, the love of the father so so forth to guide you and you know that was me I had a broken home broken heart growing up uh, somehow I stumbled through life to the age of 20 or 18 rather joined the Marine Corps you know to get out of the neighborhood that I was in I grew up on the streets of Dallas Texas and it wasn't all pretty uh, we'd be here a long time uh, but then I would be pulling away from people to buy the book <laughs> So um, one of the things that I want to focus on tonight is that, you know, even through all the trials that I went through, when I joined the Marine Corps, I was married at the time. Um, I went to the Persian Gulf War. I'm a veteran. Uh, 
and came back worse than I left, you know. And, you know, I had addictions before I left, and, and it seemed like those addictions grew into monsters. You know, when I came back, I had mental issues, I believe, uh, that helped the downward spiral that I went on. That trajectory went on from, like, 1993 all the way to 2001. And, you know, all those years in the 90s, I ended up in prison. I ended up in a mafia family. Um, I ended up, uh-huh. you know, involved in some crazy things. Um, there, you know, all of it's not detailed in the book, but a lot of it is in there. It's enough. Because what, what, I, what I really want to paint uh, today, the picture that I feel like the Lord wants me to paint is, is we want to glorify the Lord. You know, the things Amen. that God allows us to go through, you know, are, um, it, 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 sometimes people think because we go through hardships in life or loss of life or, you know, things that happen that as if our father is far off and he doesn't care, which is not true. You know, our father is right there every step of the way. And, you know, at the end of my journey in the world, I'll say when I died and was regenerated and rebirthed in uh, 2001, I had gotten out of prison. I was still in a mafia family, but, you know, I got locked back up and I was facing a double life sentence. I had a 120-year sentence and I had an encounter. And I keep stressing this, you know, everywhere I go. I was just preaching in San Antonio about encounters with God. And you said it earlier, Evangelist, you said about the road to the Damascus experience. And I'm going to write a book one day called that. It's called The Road to the Damascus Experience, The Damascus Chronicles. And it's about where we see how, you know, people in the Bible that did great works for God usually had that type of encounter. They had an encounter like I did in my jail cell. I was not looking for God. I did not have a history with God. I was like the prophet Amos that said, you know what, I'm not even the, the, the son of a prophet, you know. I'm just a, a shepherd and a, a guy out here tending to the fruit trees, the sycamore trees. I was that guy that was so far away from God, the Bible speaks of, where the Apostle Paul says, I'm the chief sinner amongst you all. I was so far away from God, you know, that um, when he started to manifest and walk into my jail cell, when I started to have these visions, when when I keep singing the book about the man that keeps coming in my cell, the words don't don't give it uh, preeminence. It doesn't give it due justice. The power that he walked in, the authority and the love that he walked in into my life. I, I tell it. people, you know, when God stepped into my life, He didn't come in saying you you're 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 bad, you're no good, you're never gonna make it. He came in <laughs> and as he is, he just came in as the embodiment of the love of the Father. And when he came into my cell, hallelujah, he came in and revealed where I was all those years. And, and it was like a, a movie and a video for two weeks. He showed me my life. He showed me all the places that I thought that I got over. Or I thought it was because of my wits or my wisdom or my conniving that I made it out of a situation that should have caused me to die in my sin. All these places he showed me that his hand was upon my life. And I can't tell you. <laughs> Um, how how in, important it was that I had that type of encounter with him. Had I met him in the church, or met him through a flyer, or met him out in the streets, I, I don't, I can't tell you how I would respond. Because up until that point, Evangel, I never did respond. I didn't know how. And when he comes in in that type of way, and he knows how to get our attention. <laughs> 
I'm not saying he doesn't use the churches or he doesn't use the evangelists. He does. He uses the flyers. He uses the prophetic. But for me, he knew exactly how to get to me. And I got to tell you, that day, March 18th, 2001, at about 4.30 in the afternoon, when I finally gave up, I say that I wrestled with God for two weeks and he won. And when I finally gave up, he broke my hip, so to speak, uh, like Jacob. He broke my hip in such a way Hallelujah. that caused a, caused a limp. He caused something shifted. There was a breaking that took place. You know what? I had tasted the goodness of God. And from that day forward, I had the awesome, um, auspicious, however you want to say, uh, ability to be able to say that I never looked back. I never went back to the world from that day forward. He's carried me. He's kept me. He delivered me from the life, double life sentence. He's, he's, he's kept me all these years of ministry and, 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 and all the things that come along with that in the church and, and to this point. And I got to tell you, the greatest thing that ever happened to me is when I died. And that's happened many, many times over. And as I continue to die, and I continue to die, all it does is strengthen the firm foundation uh, of Jesus Christ in my life. It strengthens the firm foundation in my marriage. It strengthens the firm foundation in the ministry that he's called us to. It strengthens uh, the relationship that I have with him in such a way that I'm able to reach more people for the gospel. He says that I'm all things to all people so that I may win some, that I make myself, I make myself. So I'm, I'm just so grateful to be here today because truly it's only been the grace of God. Hallelujah. And that makes me think of my life scripture, John 3:30, where it tells us that we need to decrease daily so that he can increase. And when we decrease, like you're talking about, and let him increase, our life, we grow in so many areas in our life, and he truly becomes our foundation. It's not going to break when he's our foundation. We're going to go through, but when we stay anchored in him and we give everything to God and trust him in all things, glory to God, the things that he can do in our lives. Hallelujah. And I am just Mm. so blessed by your testimony. And I cry Mm. tears of joy. I'm not sad. I'm grateful because God saved even a sinner like me, and he saved a sinner like mm, you. And anybody yes. that's listening tonight that are in these same places, God is bigger than drug addiction, brothers and sisters. God mm. is bigger than affiliation with gangs, brothers and sisters. God is bigger than cancer and diseases and broken marriages. Hallelujah. God can do all things. I've seen it in my own life. I was sharing with the apostle about our sweet baby boy, we're adopting Noah. I prayed for 13 years for my husband and I had to have a child, 13 years. And I just turned 50 in May. And God let us save Noah from abortion. And he's already trying to walk wow. at six and a half months. He's talking. God's favor is upon that little boy apostle. And I know that God's going to mm. do things in his life. And I thank him that he allowed me to be his mother and I just love wow. the Lord so much. And it's such a blessing to have men like you on because, and women, because people need to see that right now you're sold out and you're bathed and bought in the blood of Jesus, but you were not always that person. And look where God brought you from and what he's doing in your life. And it's so beautiful and amazing to me that, that you take the Band-Aid off and you share that. Because one thing that offends me in the world today, and I'm not saying that things 
won't be good with God and that God don't bring blessings. But life is not perfect, even as a child of God. And we are, we've all had our journeys and we've all suffered and we've all endured, even as a child of God. But we need to realize that no matter what we go through, or as you were saying, even in loss, when I lost my mother three years ago, I know that God was with me because it was only by his strength that I was able to carry on doing the ministry work my mother and I did. And it was only by his strength that I could go on in life without my mother. She was my best friend. I was so blessed to have such a beautiful mother. Gave me the strength. Did I grieve? Yes. Did I get discouraged? Yes. I am human. But I knew who to call upon and anchor in in those moments in my life, brother. And that's like hearing you talk about that experience, like when you was actually in a place a lot of people wouldn't even imagine that a person would find God and you weren't seeking, but he came <laughs> looking for you, brother. He he came apostle and he found you. And that's what I love about God, because it doesn't matter how battered we are, how broken we are. He's such a good God that he will come find us when he knows that we need him the most. Hallelujah. And in that moment, we yeah. have a choice. Do we receive him or do we refuse him? And glory and praise be to God that you chose to receive him. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise God. I'm so blessed in your journey. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is so good, brother. Hallelujah. And I was going to ask yeah. you, too, when you found, when your experience, when you found the Lord when you was in jail, was you able to minister to other people while you was in there? Did, did God place you when you was in jail to get to minister to people? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. We used to have a church that would come. There's two uh, black women that would come. It was very odd because two women had come to the men's side of the prison in Dallas. Dallas is like Los Angeles. It's humongous. Um, the jail system is huge, too. So we had these two black women that would come from uh, African Methodist Episcopal Church in South Dallas. Wow. And they would minister every Sunday. And, and, you know, when you, you know, for me, I fell in love with the word because that's all I had. And being alone with God and reading his word and separating from everything that I knew, because I've been going to the county jail since 87. You know, I've been going to jail a long uh-huh. time. I, I, knew jail, I knew the boss, man. I knew the jailers. They knew me. So I was, it was really, it sounds crazy, but like a comfort zone when you get there. Um, I understand my brother-in-law Yeah, my brother-in-law Went through that in his life And he's still locked up And I keep praying for him But that's what he said It becomes like a comfortable lifestyle Right And and, uh, so, you know The the, the women that would come minister I I used to love it Because it would confirm And it would I'd never heard the, the word of God preached On television But live, you know And so I would weep. I would sit amongst all these grown men, killers, you know, that I grew up with and, you know, heinous acts. And I'm sitting there weeping. I'm the only one weeping while she's preaching. And one day, one of the, the ladies was 86 years old. She was an older lady. She was so full of the spirit. And she called me Teardrop. And she said, Teardrop, come here, baby. And she said, she gave me a piece of paper. They weren't supposed to give us anything, but the boss men let them. And it was a sermon. And the sermon was Isaiah chapter 6. And she said, one day you're going to preach the gospel, and this is your sermon. This is for you. And I was like oblivious. I still was trying to come to terms with what was really going on in my life, even though, you know, I had my encounter, even though, 
you know, you don't have anybody telling you this is what's going on with you. This is what this is. And, you know, so I just started getting downloads of revelation of the word of God. So, you know, one day after I'd studied the Bible, I'd been studying and separating myself unto the Lord for seven months, seven, the number of completion. On the eighth month, they quit coming and in, in ministering. For some reason, all of a sudden, I went down there uh, to the church house, and they weren't there. And I remember going back to them so sad. And uh, the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you to preach the gospel. And I fought. Hallelujah. I went back up into my cell, <laughs> and I fought and wrestled with God. And said, There's no way I can do this. I can't do this. And, you know, I fought with him. And then he says, okay, this is what he did. He did like Elijah when he was crying in the cave. Oh, I'm the only one. He didn't even pay attention to my crying and bickering and whatever. He said, reach into your, your bunk there, and I, I got a sermon for you to minister on tonight. And I pulled it out. It was Isaiah chapter 6, the paper that the woman of God had given me. And I announced in the in the day room amongst 24 of the most heinous uh, people you could think of. And, and, and every night for almost a year, I preached out in the, the, the gym at 7 o'clock and saw okay, signs, miracles, and wonders. I preached every single night there uh, facing a double life sentence. Okay. Uh, I, I never I, – I didn't even – when I look back, I was so dumb and so young that it was so easy for God to use me. (laughs) I was so dumb and so young that I just believed. I believed everyone was going to get saved. I believed everyone was going to get healed. I believed everyone was going to get delivered. And a lot, majority of them did. We saw miracles. We saw people get released. We saw people get saved. We saw the boss men in the tower get saved. They would listen in on the intercom at night and, come to my cell at night like Nicodemus and say, what must I do to be saved? Crazy thing. I could have written a book just on that year alone that I was in there. So, yes, I the gospel, county jail, facing a double life sentence. And I love to say it like this, that I hoped against hope. I hoped against hope. Wow. That's so beautiful and amazing. And when you're talking about a double life sentence, Okay, you didn't get that double life sentence. God removed that from your life, correct? Yes, yes. I went in, and uh, there's a whole testimony of that, too, because um, I had a lawyer. She was actually from my old neighborhood. So she was a a homegirl that made it good, but she was kind of stuck on herself now. And uh, it was kind of funny because she was my, yeah, she was my, my, I called her my public pretender, not my public defender. And uh, I remember that I uh, uh, I, I dressed out uh, uh, three months apart. In other words, I went to court to trial, and they never called my name to come out to go to, to go to court. And the lawyer says we postponed it. Three months went by. You know, I was going to trial again. They postponed it again. I was in there for aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. So they they actually had me dead to the right. I mean, it it was it was it was legitimate. You know, and I was willing. I was like, Lord. You know, I gave my life to you. I'm doing all this. Not, He never told me, if you do this, then I'll get you out of this. Like other times, I said, oh, God, if you do this, I never told him I'd give my life. I just said, I'm going to act right. I'm going to do right. <laughs> I'm going to do right. <laughs> I never went as far as I was going to serve him back in the day. Uh, but this time was real. I knew there had been a there had been a transaction that had taken place that you couldn't take back. I, I, there was no going back. So, you know, facing that double-eyed sentence when I – uh, one day the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you to go open plea in front of the judge. 
So as I researched and studied, I was like, what is this? And everyone in the, you know, one thing about the jailhouse, you got a bunch of jailhouse lawyers. They're all telling you this, they're telling you that. So I went and researched it for myself and found out that going open plea in the state of Texas, you're, you're admitting your guilt when you walk through the door and the least amount of time they can give you is 25 years. So there's, you know, my lawyer's telling me, you're going to hang yourself, go to trial. They have nothing. And I said, well, that may be, but the Lord is telling me that I need to go this way. And she said, you know what? She goes, I don't know about all this Jesus stuff. She goes, but I don't, you told me that you're a Christian and you said you didn't do this crime. How, how is it that you, you, uh, you can admit to it, an admission of guilt by saying you're going to open plea? So I said, well, I may not have done it the way they said, because I struggled with it too. And I asked the Lord, and he told me, well, you've done this crime before, so you can admit your guilt. I was like, wow. Okay, Lord. Um, Powerful. Yeah, it is. It really is. God has his ways are not our ways for sure. And, you know, so I went open plea. And I remember that, let me miss this, but the lawyer told me, well, I guess if you've got that kind of faith, that she walked out. And I thought to myself, the Lord is just giving me God wings. He's just speaking to me. And uh, so I went open plea in front of the judge. And uh, the, the Lord told me when I walked in the courtroom, he says, listen, Brian, I won't be a part of a lie. So you got to tell the truth. So sure enough, the, the assistant district attorney and actually two of them came in the, the courthouse. And because you don't have a jury now, they just start coming against me from 1987. And they start throwing little pebbles and then they turned into boulders. They're really coming at me. Isn't it true in 87? Isn't it true in 1994? Isn't it true that you're part of this crime family? Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Isn't it true? And all I just said was, that's true. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. I admitted everything. I didn't hold back. I admitted, I, I admitted my guilt before the judge. And this was a judge that I had been in front of that, that, that sentenced me two times before. And that's that's a whole anomaly in itself. You know, that's like one in a million. You're going to get the same judge three times. He knew me by first name. <laughs> wow. And, uh, wow. He said, uh, you know, I, I, and he said, you know, at the end of it, uh, he said, do you have anything you'd like to say? After they said all this stuff. And I remember all I said was, I come before this court in the name of the Most High God, Jesus the Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that's the last thing that I ever remember saying in front of that judge. Um, I remember them taking me and putting me in the holdover. Sorry, excuse me. Um, I remember them taking me in there. I've told this story a few times. It, it always hits me a little bit different sometimes. But I remember sitting in that cell waiting room to deliberate and make a decision on my life. And I had told the Lord, no matter what they say, I'm still going to serve you with my whole heart. When the scripture says, for whom the Son sets free is free indeed, you can be free in prison. It's not about where you are. It's about being free from, you know, yourself, being free from the flesh, being free. And, and God set me free. I knew then. I knew then that I had gone all the way to the end and that I had stood in the midst of the lion's den. So, you know, the, the jailer, the bailiff, the woman came in. And she looked at me and she smiled because I guess she had been in the courtroom. There was no one else in the courtroom. And uh, as I began to speak, and uh, she says, I think you're going to be all right. And she took me in there, and the judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know why. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I knew why. I knew why for sure. Uh -huh. And uh, the rest is history. 
<laughs> wow. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so mm. you walked by Hallelujah. faith, not by sight. And that's, that is so important for people to get a hold of, Apostle Brian, because so many times the Spirit of God will lead us. God will speak mm. to us, but we have that reluctancy. We don't want to listen to what he's saying. It's kind of like there's, there was a time I had two choices I could make when I did in-home care, leaving for a client. I could go, I usually turn to the left on the main highway instead of the country because the roads were so bumpy. But one day leaving mm. my clients, God spoke to me, and I heard clear as day, go straight ahead. Do not take the route you normally take. And I knew that was my father talking to me. I said, God, I trust you. I'm going to be obedient. And I went straight. And had I turned, just a matter of me getting across that road, just down the road a little bit, there was a major wreck there, Apostle. God kept me from that. From me listening and being obedient, he kept me and he protected me. And that's where we need to learn, brothers and sisters, like apostles are talking. That, that is amazing faith right there. And I can't even begin to imagine what the people in the courtroom thought. And look how I believe God walked ahead and spoke to that judge's heart because he said himself, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I do yeah. because our judge and indicator had already worked it out. Hallelujah. And that is so powerful mm. to me. God can do all things. We truly got to believe in him. And it doesn't matter if it's a little thing or a big thing. He cares about all our things, brothers and sisters. And I'm just so blessed in this night. I want to run around my house in the spirit, jumping and shouting. <laughs> well, I want God to say so this real quick. I got to say this, Evangelist, that we're on it. And I went and grabbed, I went and grabbed uh, one of the books off the shelf. Because I know exactly what you mean when I, I sometimes I feel like I want to run too. <laughs> But I went and got the book off the shelf, and, you know, that same judge became a really good friend of mine, and he wrote in my book an endorsement, and I would, if if I could, can I read it real quick, the endorsement that he he wrote? This is your time, brother, to use as you like. That's what, it's all about your ministry and what God's doing in your life, so please share. So in my new book, called I Am Bulletproof. You can find it at www.iambulletproof19.com or any major online book retailer. Uh, that includes Amazon, Barnes Noble, uh, Walmart, you name it. It's in everywhere now. I even found it on the bookshelf at Barnes & Noble. I did a video. It's so incredible and powerful. Um, but this is an endorsement that Judge Manny Alvarez of the Criminal District Court 5 wrote in the very beginning of my book. He said, teardrop tattoos are worn by killers. Where you have been in life, tell the judge where you are probably going. What if he kills again while on my watch? Pre-sentence report backed by a panel of experts says Brian Miranda is very likely to continue committing drug-induced crimes of violence. Likely to kill again. No probation. Recommended pen time. District attorney recommends a life sentence. Why would a conservative trial judge appointed to the bench by former President of the United States, George W. Bush, consider anything but a life sentence. I have given life sentences to career criminals for much less. That is when God spoke to me. Wow. So, I mean, that right there, and I know, I know Judge Alvarez, I've known him for many years, and for him to write that endorsement the way he did blew our minds because, you know, wow. 
God is behind the scenes. God is working and he's predestined many of us. I believe that really leads us into what God's called me and my wife to do, to help people cross over, to help people transition from point A to point B, whether that means from the world into the things of God or even on a kingdom journey. And having that understanding that our Father has worked all things out. He says it in his word. He says, I know the end from the beginning. And I love that. I love that. He was wanting to get you to trust him. He says, I know how this ends. Just keep following me. And it's for your good. No matter what it looks like, it's for your good. It's to prosper you. It is not to harm you. It is to give you an expectation in my son, Jesus Christ. So, you know, when I, when I, when he wrote that endorsement for me, that judge that, I mean, this is, it's, 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 it's all inspiring. It's just nothing short of, of the power of God, the manifestation of the Father's heart. When you step by faith, when you believe, when you hope against yeah. hope, when you trust Glory against all odds, when you are able to uh, understand that you have a, a good, we have a good Father, a good God that loves us and that he's leading the way. And so that, that endorsement from the judge was, was, was just a uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a God or thing right there. That's, that's amazing. That's powerful right there. And yeah. that should encourage people that's listening in that because for a judge to write something like that. And like you said, it was your third time being in front of him and, uh, and he didn't even know why he was doing it, but we knew it's so beautiful to me because God can do that. That's why when I go into serious, like, like through our adoption, going through an adoption is a really hard thing too, because waiting, even though the mother was going to abort, I was there from the first day when she asked me in the hospital and found out she's pregnant, every appointment apostle, I fell in love with that sweet little boy from the moment that God told me I was called to be his mama. Hallelujah. God is so good. And he told me I was going to have a son before the gender reveal. He said, you are to call Noah. And everywhere I went, there was Noah Ark theme. His whole nursery's done in Noah's Ark. And one of the things (laughs) that I remember the most was I walked into uh, the Bidwell store and there was this plaque all done in blue and it had the name Noah talking about the righteous man of God he was. And I went and started buying baby boy stuff. I wrote on Facebook, I put a post uh, before I even knew through an ultrasound that I'm going to have a son. God told me. And the day I found out, I said, um, people are saying, you're crazy buying all that boy stuff. I said, no, I'm not, because I know what my God told me, and I know what I know in my nowhere. <laughs> and on, so I bought it in faith, brother. That's what I did. I bought it in faith. God, God gave me. This is how he works. He blessed me with so many great deals on new clothes, and people were blessing me with things. And I've been able to bless other people. I've had yard sales, and I've also had giveaways because God gave me so much for walking forth in faith that I could bless others that needed baby clothes for a little boy. And uh, that's really what it's about. Had I not trusted him and was scared and wanted to hide back and not tell people God told me I was going to have a son, but I trusted him, and I declared it, and I believed it, and God blessed me in that. And this little boy, I'm just so blessed with him. <laughs> I love God so much because I lost my mama. 
bless your ministry. I pray God continues to take you forth around the world. And I mm. truly believe you got more books coming, and I want to help promote those yeah. as well. And I was going to ask you in regards to your book, how did that book, when did that book come to life? When did that book actually be birthed? When did you know that God was calling you to write your book that I am bulletproof? Yeah, this, you know, first of all, let me just say how humbled I am uh, by your words. And I receive, uh, you know, those words and I thank you. And um, just really humbled right now. God is uh, so good to me and my wife and our ministry. That book um, came actually was almost prematurely birthed in Dallas. Um, I had a bunch of millionaires around me. And I'll tell you that, um, you know, they were wanting to promote it as a movie. Still have people that are seeking, you know, we believe it's going to be a movie one day. Um, and uh, you're right, I do have other books. But that book right there uh, was a few years in. And, I, you know, I felt like, you know, they wanted me to meet uh, Tommy Lee Jones, the actor. They had a director that directed Avatar, the movie, and they had all this stuff planned out for me. And uh, I remember telling the Lord, I said, Lord, if I'm not ready, if I'm not ready, then, then remove all of this. And it just dissipated quickly overnight. And I, I'll be honest, I felt like that I hadn't lived enough for God, that I hadn't brought credibility to what he had done. Yes, he had saved me. A lot of people get saved. I wanted. To, I, I felt like I needed a track record, a history in the things of God to bring validity and power to what he had done. And uh, you know what? Here, you know, it took almost 18 years to finally get this book out. And we, um, you know, birthed it. It took three or four years. It took me about five years, honestly. I was really trying not to write it. I was trying every way in the world to get someone else to write it because I didn't think that I had the goods to write a book. So, you know, finally, uh, you know, I came to the end of myself and my wife told me one night, she goes, you know, babe, you're going to have to write. No one can write this book but you. And I'm like, okay. So I started my journey. I think it started in about 2018, really. And it took me uh, until April of this year. We got picked up by Trilogy Publishing, which is through TBN. And we, we launched April 21st, um, the book, I Am Bulletproof, um, it took on a life of its own. Um, it's not what people probably think that it's all about prison and being shot up and all this stuff. Even though there's some of that stuff in there, it talks about the journey and how I got to the place where I could actually even say why I am bulletproof because the great I am made me bulletproof finally that nothing could touch me. And, you know, I, I just uh, so grateful for this book that he has given, he, he, he birthed it. He spoke it. He said what was going to happen and it's beginning to happen. We're believing that this book is going to be in every prison, every County jail, every rehab rehabilitation center throughout the world globally and it's starting to happen. Little by little, we're seeing it into the prisons. We're hearing testimonies of the power of God. Just like, just like Jesus walked into my cell, I'm believing that people are reading this book and having encounter to where they're being turned unto the Lord. That is our desire. That is God's hope. Um, and uh, I'm the manifestation of uh, him in the earth realm. And uh, we pray that we can continue to glorify the Lord in this book. Uh, with the movie as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see the anointing while you're talking. Like, 
it's like as you're writing and was being obedient in this book, I could just see the anointing pouring out upon it and people's lives truly are being changed and are going to be changed. And glory to God for your obedience and for your faith. And you just spoke a word of encouragement into my life because for a long time, God's been calling me to write. My mother wrote, and she wrote poetry and short stories. But today mm-hmm. I actually had someone on LinkedIn contact me wanting me to be in a writing competition and to write. And I was like, okay, God, you're calling me. But you know what my first words were, Apostle? I'm not good enough mm-hmm. to do this. I, I can't do mm-hmm. this. And then I had God's like, hey, hold up here. Now, come on. God, he was, give, he was correcting me. Because God does equip us with what we need, and, and through the anointing, we can do things through Christ. So you're encouraging me tonight. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start going <laughs> forth as God calls me. Because you, Amen. I mean, when you said that, it like just it it hit home. And I love how God mm. does that. I'm hearing you loud and clear, Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know, you know, you know what that blesses me because you know what. But I was right. Let me say it like this. I was right. I couldn't do it, but he could when I gave up. Amen. He was able to do it. Amen. And when you when you recognize, like right, you're saying, I know I can't, but I can in you. I can do all things in Christ who strengthen me. And therefore, when you allow him to have that blank piece of paper, oh, my goodness, watch what he does. And I just want to shift right now, and I prophesy over you right now, woman of God, that not only will you, you write, but you will write in such a way that will be for this generation. It will be a, a word of, of excellence and hope and determination and perseverance. It will excuse the very fabric of, of what it means to have faith and to walk by faith, even in the fact of, of stepping out with Noah and you being able to uh, testify about what God has, is doing and what he will do. And I prophesy over Noah, your son right now, in the name of Jesus that he will be a connection on this earth for the Father, that as his name means a place of rest, that people may come, that he will, he will be a very humble man of God. He will be like Moses that will walk the earth with humility and grace and power, that he will walk in this earth realm, and that he will be known through his mother, that you and your husband will raise up this child like Jesus was raised up like Joseph and Mary, that you will raise this child up, and this child will do great and awesome. He will, he will be known as a wondrous man. He'll be known as a sign and miracle worker. He'll be known <laughs> as, a, as a man of humility and love and passion. And that he will excuse the father's heart because he knows what it means to be at the brink of death. He knows what it means to be almost having his life taken <laughs> like Moses was in the water. That Moses was taken from the water, that they were trying to kill the firstborn sons. And I hear the Lord saying that I was what the devil meant for harm. He says, I'm going to use it just like Moses, that I pulled him from the water. I pulled him from the from the throes of, of, of death. And that I'm going to use his life. I'm going to set him up like I did Moses to lead a generation of, of people. I hear the Lord. I receive that in Jesus' name. And everywhere oh, Noah goes, he he always is smiling, and he gives kisses all the time and hugs. Like, he is the happiest. <laughs> I'm not just saying this. He had to have surgery um, the 1st mm. of September. Praise God it wasn't cancer. But he came, he had a, he, he was born with it, 
and uh, it was a type of cyst that was right above his eye, but going into his eye itself. And even he blessed the nurses over there so much. They said, I have never seen such a happy baby in all of my life. Like that spirit, God's already working in his life. Like it was mm. just radiating through the room. And they sent me a card. They were all signing it, talking about how big a blessing Noah was and how oh. happy and loved you could tell he was. And he is every day, he is smiling and so full of love. And I sit and think, Apostle, what if I would have said no? You know, here I am, 50 mm. years old. But God, God wow. put it in my heart. I do. I knew I was to be that child's mother. And I am enjoying it more than when I was younger and had my children. I'm just more laid back in it. I know God's plans in it. He gives me the strength I need and the wisdom I need. And I'm loving being a mom, even at 50. And I pray every day. And God blesses me with a long life to be here for that little boy because I know I've got to bring him up in the ways of the Lord. And I trust God in that. But it's just so amazing when you step out in faith and 13 years of prayer because my children's dad left me when I was pregnant all alone. And he told me he didn't want our kids to find someone to raise them. And God brought my husband that he was bound in addiction at the time. He was using every kind of drug there was. And we, I had my daughter, I was going to a hospital. My daughter was sick and there was, I wasn't planning on going to this other hospital. And God told me, turn, go to that hospital. And I was like, but God, I wanted to go here. But I, I was obedient again. And my husband spotted me. He literally ran his grandmother in a wheelchair into the wall because I caught his attention. And we became friends first. And he was bound in addiction when we first met. But glory to God, he called me one night. He said, I want to see you tonight. I said, if you want to see me tonight, you got to go to church with me. And he was <laughs> safe. God delivered, <laughs> God delivered him from drugs instantly. He has no desire wow to use whatsoever he has wow. been clean for Praise 15 God. years and wow. it's amazing if I would have said no again there we are I wouldn't have wow. met my husband but God had his hand in it and we do ministry work together I love to travel to tent revivals to Tennessee and Kentucky mm. I, I love outreach wow. I like to get out on the streets and feed people mm. and preach to people and have events where you bless people because there's so many outside of the church that are forgotten. God, I love to do nursing homework as well. It blesses me so much. But don't never box God in and don't ever write anybody off, brothers and sisters, because in all honesty, if there's a breath in them and you're willing to, to speak into their life, God can change that life. And that life matters to him because he created that very person. And we want to, so many times we just want to write people off because of where they're at in their life. But that's not what God calls us to do. So I encourage people wow. in that. I mean, it's just it's so beautiful what God can do. And we need to learn to see people through our Father's eyes. And uh, I'm so mm. blessed. With this. I want to have you back on. You or, you or anybody in your ministry, Apostle Brian, are always welcome mm. on. If you have a message, you want to have a prayer line, I don't care what it is. I always invite people on. This is a platform God bless me to be able to do, but he's in control of it. I'm always obedient in what he says in it. So you are always welcome on. I'm just so wow. encouraged tonight in your journey. <laughs> and uh, 
I have just been so blessed, and I thank you for speaking over my life because I know when that's anointing, and it's not just someone talking from the flesh, that was that was of God. And I thank you mm. for that. And is there anything before we go into closing that you would like to say to our listeners? I would like you to share about your um, international ministry. You, they can listen and follow that on Facebook, correct? Yes, yes. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to rush this. I, I've got a, I've got a teaching. I'm going into a next class. I got, <laughs> it's telling me I got four minutes, but I do want to say yes. We have an international ministry. Our international ministry deals with reformation. It deals with our apostolic network reaching out across the globe. Uh, you can find us at www.fireandwaterinternationalministries.com. Uh, we have an apostolic network that covers, equips, trains, uh, builds up. Accountability. Uh, you can connect with us there. That's really the extension that, we're, that God is using right now to reach across the globe. So you know what? That's uh, we, we're believing that this is the hour of reformation where God is bringing everyone back to the basics. Yes, He's Lord. bringing everyone back to the throne room of God, to the altar of God. That He wants to reformat and reform some things in our lives uh, in this hour. Uh, the remnant arising. So yes, Amen. Well, thank you so much for being on. God bless you, Apostle Brian Miranda, and God bless your work. And please send me some of those links in your free time because I would like to get involved with some of the work you're doing because I truly believe you'd be a great mentor for me. So I'd appreciate mm. that. I thank all of our listeners for listening tonight. I mean, or know people that didn't get to listen tonight. Remember, they can listen on the Internet link on demand, which is available It's from now on. Um, as long as Blog Talk is here, and I'm trusting God for a long time, they can go and listen. Um, and it's free. There's no cost. You can download. You can share. Um, and actually, I share it all on, like, all my other platforms, LinkedIn and Twitter. And I believe in promoting the gospel. So God bless you for your time tonight, Apostle Brian. You were a blessing to me, and I know to the listeners. And God just keep on using you and blessing you and send um my love and hello to your beautiful wife. And Amen. I just, I can't thank you enough. I am just so truly humbled and blessed in you being on tonight. Oh, praise God. I look forward to connecting here from you soon. Thank you from me and my wife and our ministry. We're so grateful to be on tonight. Uh, you have, your spirit is contagious. I love, uh, this, I hear the spirit of the Lord in you. And keep going, keep going. You're doing a great and powerful, mighty work. Thank you so much for your encouragement and your love. God bless you. God bless you. Have a blessed night. Again, everyone, you've been listening to Apostle Brian Miranda here on Reaching Out Radio International, and I am your host of and founder of Reaching Out Radio International, Evangelist Montel Fields. And I, feel, I just want to pray this out, and I feel led to share this song as we go into closing. And I just Gracious and Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity tonight, dear God, to share this amazing testimony and Damascus experience, dear God. Lord, Father God, I pray that Apostle Brian's testimony and his journey will bless others and encourage others, God. Father God, let your favor be upon that book, dear God, and put it into the hands of people that need it, dear God. Let's let this book go internationally all over the world, dear God, that people can be encouraged, have hope, healed, delivered, and set free. 
Bless him and his wife's work in the kingdom, dear God. Just watch over them, protect them, bring provision for all their visions, dear God. And just continue to encourage him, dear God. I thank you for his obedience and his faith, God. And I thank you most of all, God, for speaking into his life in that place, dear God, in the middle of that cell, dear God, and for your love, mercy, and grace, dear God. Bless all of our listeners from every corner of every nation, Father God. May we reach them, dear God. I'm just praying for a revival spirit to fall from every corner of every nation. Though we see darkness in this world, let us be the light, God. Though we see hate in this world, dear God, let us be love, the love of Jesus going forth. I see warriors rising up, dear God, in these end days, dear God. Use us, God. Guide us, God. Appoint us and anoint us for your kingdom and for your glory. I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And I really feel led in closing tonight to share this song. This song really has a lot of meaning. I pray it ministers to you. Remember, as long as there is a breath in you, there is hope. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you've done so much wrong that you can't never be forgiven because when you bring it to Jesus and get it under the blood, he forgives your sins as far as the east is to the west. Hallelujah. Know that you are loved so much that God sent his son Jesus to die for you. Even in our sin, he finds us worthy. That's why he went to the cross. The only blood, hallelujah, the only blood ever needed again was Jesus' blood. Hallelujah. He was our sacrifice, our perfect lamb. And I just pray that night, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and you're to that place where Apostle Brian was or where I was before I knew the Lord, that you cry out to him tonight because he will meet you there. Ask Jesus to come into your life. It doesn't have to be fancy words. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer. As long as it's coming from your heart and you believe that the only way unto the Father is through the Son, Jesus Christ. And you ask him to say, Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. I believe that your son Jesus died for me. And today I want to receive him into my heart. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. And just ask him into your heart. It's a relationship. And it starts today when you receive him. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. I love you all so much. Tomorrow night, hallelujah. Praise God for answered prayers. I'm so thankful to God. My spiritual mom's going to be back on the radio. Praise God. He spared her life. Her testimony is so powerful. The enemy tried to get her to take her life, but God stepped in. He saved her. Hallelujah. And she's going to be back on tomorrow night preaching and teaching with me, Pastor Barbara Smith. Glory to God. He does answer prayers. Hallelujah. Keep checking us out on the homepage of Reaching Out Radio. You can follow us, and it will email you and remind you of our programs. Please continue to pray for us as we go forth sharing the gospel. I love you all, but know that God loves you more. Don't back down when your God is backing you up. Hallelujah. And I want to close out tonight with this song titled Waiting.
that concludes our broadcast this evening on Reaching Out Radio International, where we are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, working in love and unity and one mind and one accord as a body of Christ. God bless you all and bless your week ahead.